think resilience is something that we don't often hear said, at least mm. not explicitly as a goal of mm -hmm. raising young people. And then obviously the biggest challenge and why a lot of our listeners are listening today yeah. is because we want to raise them to to know Jesus, right? right. Like we, we want to raise them to have a personal relationship with Christ mm -hmm. and, and to hold on to their faith and really see um, how much of a gift it is right. to be part of this beautiful church that, that Christ has founded for us. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us who are still wondering if Rocky has taken down her Christmas tree or will she make it all the way to February 2nd. This podcast is also for parents who are striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host, whose Christmas tree is indeed still up. Fascinating. Oh yeah, I'm just lazy. <laughs> Pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, or do the dishes if you must. But join us as we talk, laugh, and sometimes cry about our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God within our everyday lives. Welcome, friends. Hello. Wow, we are in approaching our fourth Sunday at nor in Ordinary Time. That's crazy. Where did January go? January is leaving us. We're moving That's into crazy. February here. So, Rocky, your tree mm -hmm. is still up. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it all the way to the presentation of the Lord. On it February will. 2nd. Candlemas. Mm. It will. Absolutely, it will. I have to say, I admire and respect you. I mean, it's definitely liturgical living, but also maybe laziness because it means that we have to clean and put stuff away <laughs> follow so, question yeah will you decorate it for lent no <laughs> no because we do eventually want that space back in our family <laughs> like about february i do kind of get into the okay yep this is great but i kind of want to move things back around move it and, on. yeah mm -hmm. yeah claim I, that space back i got you i got you so um with this being ordinary time mm -hmm. With Christmas officially winding down in yeah. your home, yeah, and with the feast of Saint John Bosco quickly approaching, oh yeah, I was thinking today would be a great time to talk about raising our big kids. Oh boy! Oh yeah! <laughs> so true, mom. Confession for a yeah. moment here. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of you out there who have some tweens and teens in your house can relate to this. Sometimes I don't mm -hmm. like them. <laughs> I always tell mine, I'm not your friend. Yeah. I'm your mom. Sometimes, we'll be friends later. Sometimes they just say things that hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't like that. I don't, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't like that you said that. Yeah. And it's really hard because um, they're so funny and so smart. Oh, yeah. Right? Like they're, they're really like growing into being adults. Mm -hmm. But... Um, it is not the same as the way it's sometimes depicted, like on television shows or in uh, books even. Yeah. Everyone talks about like the three-nager phase when you have toddlers, but mm -hmm. that is not the same. Like you, mm -hmm. It does not prepare you to have a tween or a teen in your house. No, and so my background is in like student development, mm -hmm. and so I've studied all of the developmental theories, all the psychological developmental theories, and I know that what they're doing is developmentally appropriate just like when they were three, but I still don't like it. <laughs> I want someone else to deal with the developmental yes. stuff, right? <laughs> like, yes, the, those growing pains are so yeah. different in that age group. Mm -hmm. So I have a 15-year-old. Okay. I have a 13-year-old. Oh, gosh. And I have 
an 11 year old. Oh my goodness. So you were in the thick of the tween teen there's, experience. Yeah, there's a lot of really big feelings mm-hmm. in my house. I, I won't even like say hormones. Like, no. yes, those are a factor, but I just think the feelings and like the things happening in their brains right now are or not happening. Or not happening yeah. in their brains right now. Yeah. Are so are so different from from what we're used to and you know, it's it's been a few years, decades since I've been a teenager mm-hmm. myself, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't really remember how challenging that was sometimes. Yeah. But gosh, yeah, the drama like all the drama all the time is and I feel like I wasn't that way as a teen but I probably was it's probably selective memory I think I think all moms say that at some right. point they're like oh I never did that as a kid I know and <laughs> you know <laughs> jokes on them my mom has passed away so they can't even ask <laughs> but you but right. you're, but you're willing to admit it now which is yeah yeah, it probably was. It probably just didn't feel dramatic at the time. And then your mom laughs from heaven. <laughs> right. Oh, my mom. <laughs> Man, like, you know, she had dementia at the end, and she wouldn't remember a whole lot. There were days she thought she was in Paris, but, boy, every time she saw my daughter, she would just smile and laugh and be like, you're going to get yours. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, like that, she never <sighs> forgot. That's There's something, like, ingrained right in the mom genes where you're just like, oh, I, I will wait. And I will watch it come to life. And sure enough, she is my, my, my tween is my mini me. But no, I also, I teach academy. And so I have teenagers in my classroom or preteens. Um, but one of the fourth graders in our class was in the academy hallway one, one day. And I guess one of them overheard her saying, mm, smells like teen drama and sweaty armpits. <laughs> I don't think I've heard a more accurate description. You just described my signature home fragrance, Robbie. <laughs> We've moved on from Nirvana's teen spirit into teen drama and sweaty armpits. Oh my goodness! But yeah, I was like, that's, that's so a smart real. kid. That that's so real. Yeah. And if you're listening today and you don't have teenagers in your house yet, someday you will. <laughs> well, and I think too, but I think I think it's it's important to to know that yeah. we're we're forming them right. Like if we right. do this well, yeah, we will have teenagers. And yeah, no matter what we do, we're gonna have to deal with it. Yes, and I'll be honest, like some of the tween drama started much earlier than I had expected. Some of it started, you know, at six. <laughs> I like to say my daughter's precocious. Yes, I've had some people so. say things like, "Oh, you know, your daughter's eight, going on 13. and mm-hmm. and and it's true. You know, she she is eight, and she's the youngest of of four. Oh yeah, and so she lives in a house with three right. older so tween and teen brothers. So yes, absolutely, she picks up on all that. But but her her understanding, and even just like the way she articulates her frustration, is still not on the same no. level as a fifteen year old. Right. right, like that is a that is just a different planet that I was not prepared to inhabit until. No. It happened, and and that's not anything negative but against my kids. But it kind of is. It's like they're aliens living in their own body. Yes, and they probably feel that way too. No, that's right? what I'm saying. Like yeah. even they feel that way. Like I have those conversations. Like I don't understand. Like I just can't. It's too much. Like it is too much. It is too much. Is and too I, much. I I remember reading. Um, I can't remember the name of the book. If I think of it, I will be sure to mention it later. But I was reading a book by a, a psychologist, and mm-hmm. she was talking about how important it is that we don't say things to our kids like, oh, this is not a big deal. When you right. get older, this will not be a big deal. Or like, this is not this is not a life or death situation. Like trying to like minimize mm-hmm. something that feels very big to them. Yeah. Because in their, in their very short life experience, that is the it biggest is. Yeah. 
most important thing that they've experienced so far. And like for us to minimize it and say like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's so dismissive for them, you know? It is. I will say I counter that with a, it's a both and. So I think it's important that we validate that what they're feeling is real. And of course it feels like it's the biggest thing in the world right now. And it is to you. But also to bring in that perspective, to be like, it's not always going to feel this way. Oh, yes. Yes, they need that that hope too, right? right. Like that looking forward, that something else. Yeah, like I remember feeling that too. Mm-hmm. And it feels terrible and it's awful. Yeah. And it's confusing and frustrating. But tomorrow's a new day and the next day and the next day. And, you know, because I think too, like we want to raise resilient kids. We don't want kids that are going to allow their feelings and emotions to dictate their behavior. Yes. Yes. That is a really good point. I think resilience is something that we don't often hear said, at least Mm -hmm. not explicitly as a goal of Mm -hmm. raising young people. And then obviously the biggest challenge and why a lot of our listeners are listening today is because we want to raise them to to know jesus right Right. like we want to raise them to have a personal relationship with christ Mm -hmm. and and to hold on to their faith and really see um how much of a gift it is to be part of this beautiful church that that christ has founded for us so like i think the challenges are kind of like let's say threefold this is Mm -hmm. this is how i'm kind of boiling this down one is that they definitely need to feel like what we're trying to to teach them or what we're trying to share with them is relevant. Like what's in it right. for me? And I and I, I want to be sure that we're clear. Like this is not the same thing as just being on trend. No, no, no. Like I'm talking about like, how is this really genuinely helpful for me as a, as a human, you know, preparing for adulthood? How does it adulthood? apply to my life? Yeah, like yeah. what is this going to mean for me going yeah. forward? And like, how is this actually going to benefit me? Um, and then also like, how do we filter out the noise of the world mm-hmm. and hear the truth in there mm-hmm. because y- you know the world is full oh goodness all kinds of talkers yeah. and podcasters <laughs> what podcasters <laughs> and youtubers and influencers and they're saying so many things right. but like how do we pull out the 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 pieces that are true and good and beautiful yes. and listen to those and like push back on the stuff that we don't need to be hearing right mm-hmm. and then finally like within that how do we listen to what God has to say for us and right. what he's calling us to do? Something that's much bigger than ourselves. Right. When we're in a phase of life where we are literally only thinking about, about ourselves. ourselves. <laughs> but again, developmentally appropriate. Developmentally and so we had to step back from that and find other people to come in and deal with their development. Yeah. So those <laughs> right. are like the, right. like if I were going to kind of like boil it down yeah, to like no, three big challenges, are, yeah. I, they, they kind of build on each other, right? Yes. Like, like why do I need to do this? What, what, what's the big deal about being... A, a disciple of Christ. Like, oh, what, what, why is, right. what does this mean for me? How do I live in the world like that? And then, mm-hmm. like, what is God trying to tell me in that yeah. experience? Yeah. And I think that, honestly, those questions are questions that we ask as adults, too. It's it's yeah. not exclusive to our, our tweens and teens, but I think it's really critical that we help them to see that. So how do we do that? I remember my mom one time telling me, Nicole, I'm 42 and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Right. <laughs> And I've never felt that more than today at the age of 41. Right. Yeah. Well, it's never too late. God is always calling us to something new. Those three things. But Mm. it is. And if we're going to remain docile to the Holy Spirit, if we're going to be, you know, responding to the call God is placing on our life in this moment, because he gives us grace for the day, not grace for two years from now. Yes. Then it is having that flexibility to be able to respond when someone brings you sushi and says, hey, you want to co-host a podcast? (laughs) That 
is not how that happened. That's totally how that it happened. It is how it happened. It is 100% yeah, right. how that happened. <laughs> so in our house, I yes. think we have like two, we have two parts to this whole like trying to be intentional about answering those three big questions, yeah. right? One is like more spiritual and one is more practical. So like okay. on the practical side of things, it hurts so much to do this, but we try to allow them to really embrace their independence wherever possible. Yeah. Washing their own clothes, picking out their own clothes, right? Like deciding how they're going to comb their hair, decorating their Control Freak does not appreciate those comments. I'm sorry if this violates your boundary. It doesn't. (laughs) But I'm just like... (laughs) Maybe twitching a, a little, <laughs> just just a little bit, yeah. right? Like no, but with the the tweens and teens, absolutely. Yeah, giving yeah. them that independence, and then also like being intentional about giving them space away from their other siblings. Yes. I think is also really helpful. So my thirteen year old built himself. He calls this the man cave <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> the and it's man. really just like a corner of the basement like where he has cave. an old chair, like an overstuffed nice. chair, and all his books. Like he's a, he's an avid reader, mm-hmm. so all of his books are down there. Um, all of his like special Lego sets that he's mm-hmm. built that he does not want to get taken apart are down there on the shelf. He records his own podcast down there, so like he's That's got his amazing. own little space. And like this, this is this is yeah. my man cave, and no one else is allowed here. And and the other siblings respect that. Like they they're like, yeah, dude, if I had that kind of stuff, like I would want someone to respect that space. So for the most part, <laughs> there are some exceptions. <laughs> I was going to say because you know like there's, there's always, still an eight year old in my house. Okay, you guys, there's like the six year old struggles with that. But yeah. yeah, but for the most part they're like yeah okay that's his space and then like two of them have their own desks where they Mm -hmm. put their own things and they can decorate the way they want so we really try to give them even if it's just a little tiny bit of space i don't have a very big house and there's six people in it so you know right it's just a little corner but still it gives them agency yes to to do what they want with it and to feel like they've been empowered to do so absolutely yeah so that's like my my main practical piece of advice all right my spiritual piece of course is a challenge for all of us and that is to really model and encourage mm-hmm. quiet prayer and mm-hmm. how we listen and discern what God has to say yeah. for us mm-hmm. and that's so hard as a parent because oh, yeah. as I've mentioned before when you have four kids and you let them all do one thing that's four things mm-hmm. and that's a lot of things it is a lot of things <laughs> and sometimes I don't remember where they're supposed to be at what time but well, showing them that I take time to be quiet, to pray, is just so important because I need them to see that too. And then encouraging them to do the same. Right. 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 And again, that's going to be different for each of us. Like my husband, like I said before, goes down at five in the morning. I am not a morning <laughs> person. That will not happen ever, no matter how much I try. <laughs> I get up and I pray to Vine Mercy Chaplet in bed because that is what I can handle. But once they're in bed, I retreat. And so then I have my quiet time. Um, I will also say that I think, for me, a practical thing, and I've mentioned this before, is figuring out what brings them alive. Mm. What is it that they really already resonate with? And how can I encourage them to create and build a relationship with God using that? Yes, like understanding that all of us is so unique and individual yeah. and created. And so what the way I pray or the right. way I worship or the way I approach scripture is mm-hmm. so different from, from the way any of my kids might do it. Yep. That's that's kind of hard a hard pill to swallow for some people, well, right? Well, it is. And how do you to, model something that isn't that you your... That you don't do. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. But I think it's knowing enough to also to build your village, mm. to build that team, because we're not doing this alone. We can't do this alone. I think that has been one of the pitfalls of parenting in the 21st century. That we think we have to know everything and do all of the things by ourselves. Well, and we're so isolated. 
that too. We're so yeah. isolated. Yeah. We don't have that community or that village that we once had. Mm. And building that so I can send my tween to her godmother <laughs> when her developmental appropriate behavior is driving me up a wall and be like, you take her for a little bit because when you say it, it's different than when mom says it. Right. It's someone in the real world. Another respected adult. Who, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Who can model Interesting. a different kind yes. of relationship with God. So I think that, and I think the other way is to be okay with trusting that God has a relationship with them. Amen. That, even if we can't see it. Right. Even if we don't know what's in there. God is always there. And he is forever faithful and he's forever chasing them. You know, I love Lauren Daigle's song, Rescue. Yes. You know, he's going to send an army. Mm -hmm. He's going to come after them, not in a bad way, but in a good way to call them home. And I know that some parents of older children really struggle with the fact that their kids are not in the faith or they're not Mm -hmm. into the faith or they don't want to go to church. And I think some of that struggle, again, is developmentally appropriate and natural. And we need to be able to step back enough not to force the issue Mm -hmm. beyond the minimal, like, it's important to our family. This is a family. This is what we do as a family. To be able to give them the space to figure out how they are in relationship with God. That's that's actually really helpful. I think, especially for those of us with older teens mm-hmm. who um, might be really resistant to coming to mass or are just feeling like they don't know what mm-hmm. their faith even looks like. To give them space to do that is so hard. It is because we don't want to let go. All right. And, and, and right, and again, like my job as a parent is to, like that's my number one job, yeah. is to be sure that you stay in relationship with Jesus and that you have a relationship with God. Yeah, so it's like even bigger. I think yeah. it's bigger and it's harder and it's more difficult than even like things like letting them get a driver's license. Well, I don't know, or that's like kind of scary too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, but, it, but it is right. bigger, right? Because like, okay, yeah. it's one thing for me to be like, yes, okay, I'm going to take you to, to take your your driver's test and I'm gonna mm-hmm. let you drive a car and I'm gonna make sure that you have like the app on your phone so I know if you've crashed and all those right. things. Like, But then this is like, this is the state of your immortal soul. I know, soul. I was gonna say this is eternal consequences. <laughs> yeah, so it does. It feels like the pressure is so much heavier, yes. But we mm-hmm. have to trust that God is always going to be coming after them and giving them opportunity after opportunity to turn around and say yes. That's a lot of trust on It is a lot of trust. And again, I think part. that that's the village because I think sometimes we need to recognize that we aren't going to be the one, that Ooh, we're not. That because hurts. in parenting the other things, sometimes that makes a barrier between us being able to be the way that they encounter Jesus. Amen. Yeah. And so making sure that there are other trusted adults in their lives, their friends. You know, I think Mary Wilkerson um, always shares that she always prays for good, holy friends for her kids. Yeah. And I think that's such a beautiful prayer. Yeah. Because when you have a community that believes what we believe, that holds what we believe important and makes it a central part of their lives, mm-hmm. then it isn't all on us. And when we're facing some of those challenges with discipline or other things that are just natural in, in parenting, I can't do that and then turn around and be like, okay, now let's pray. Yeah, you know, right? that's, like, that's actually a really good point because I don't think we ever consider how like the way we parent on a practical level right. could actually be contributing to that noise that they're hearing. And then they're they're struggling even more to right. filter that out, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm grounded because I stayed on my device too long or I hit it and you, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm not listening to you right Right now. Right. You don't have a thing. My brain does not have the capacity to compartmentalize right that way. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So parents, if you're like 
if you're in this, if you're in the thick of this, number one, we want you to know that we're with you. Absolutely. <laughs> and that we're praying with you. Um, but also, I, I, I do want to point out a really wonderful resource that um, we've been working on in the Office of Family Ministry called Compass. Um, and you can visit the website compassforparents.org. And you can find loads of articles, videos, book recommendations, blogs. There's, there's just a plethora of resources in there. And every mm-hmm. resource in there has been reviewed and vetted by a member of our team. It aligns with our faith, and there's more resources being added almost every day. So, like the first chunk of them that I have already launched on compassforparents.org are all for parents of tweens and teens. But there will be more coming for those of you who are raising littler kids, and even those of you who have young adults in your home still. There's a lot in there that's relevant for like every I'm age. I'm just so grateful because I think that's really one of the biggest challenges, right? Is when we're taking a look at, okay, my kid is struggling with this. Who can I trust? Yeah that's gonna lead me down the right path of how we can address this, but in a way that really honors who God has created them to be. Yes, and and the vision for this resource was actually like born from a, a real life experience, and I'm sure some of you can can relate to this, mm-hmm. where like your kid comes home and, and like they heard something at school mm-hmm. or they saw something on TV or read it online or whatever, and they're like, mom, what is this? Insert, right. insert totally surprising, shocking thing that you think your kid is too young <laughs> right. to even have heard that word But before. they've heard it. And then I'm like on my phone at 10 o'clock at night Googling like how to talk to my kid about, and then right. insert this phrase. I know. <laughs> Which you don't really want on your Google search history. Definitely don't. And then just for good measure, I add the word Catholic at the end. I know. Because I want to make sure that whatever I get is at least like somewhat Somewhat. rooted in something. But even then, sometimes the stuff you get is like, I don't want to say it like this. Right. So like that was really where Or it gets too heady. And it gets into the theological, which isn't. Right. It's I good. Don't, I don't need like you know Aquinas. Is I was just going to say, hundred percent was going to go to Aquinas too I, to be like, yeah. I just I get it. That's but not what not, I'm looking for right. in I that want, moment. Yeah. I need a coach. Yeah. So Compass is like the yeah. place. Like please check that it's out. It's such a great resource. Yes. I'm so grateful. So that's my practical pro tip yeah. for today is CompassForParents.org. I love it. Let's talk about our spiritual tip for today. Yeah, St. John Bosco. St. John Bosco. Gosh, I love him. His feast day is January 31st. It is. You can celebrate by ordering Bosco sticks. Ooh, I love those. I think there's a recipe for Bosco sticks on 52 Sundays. I think there is, too. So definitely have some Bosco sticks. I mean, if that's not what everyone thinks of here in this area, I'm not sure. Delicious. What's going on? Yeah. Delicious feast day. So love St. John Bosco for our young people and for our parents. Um, So a little bit about St. John Bosco. Some facts. He was an Italian Catholic priest, educator, writer, and a saint of the 19th century. While working in Turin, Italy, where the population suffered many of the ill effects of industrialization and urbanization, he dedicated his life to the betterment and education of street children, juvenile delinquents, and other disadvantaged youths. He developed teaching methods that were based on love rather than punishment, a method that kind of gained its own notoriety and is called the Salesian Preventive System. I love that. Yes. Gosh, I love that. I feel like that's that. Um, that's such a model for parents. It is. <laughs> and, you know, it's such a restorative, um, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Discipline. Yeah. You know, in, in discipling, mm. not punishing. Yes. Right? Yes. So restoring right order, restoring wholeness in relationship. I love it. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And, 
And he's a great intercessor for us when we're praying for our tweens oh, yeah. and teens. He had Very such much. a deep love for young people, for, for drawing them back to the Lord and for really being there where they were, meeting them where they were, and, and serving them. So he's just, he's such a wonderful intercessor for us, right. for our tweens, for our teens, for our youth ministers, our high school teachers, our campus ministers, Absolutely. anyone serving the young church. Like St. John Bosco is your guy. Absolutely. And it was such a, a pure love of, of our young people and a vision for what they already had to offer to the Lord, not when they were older, but right then, right then being valuable members of the family of God. Yes. And being able to uncover that and grow that, you know, and his whole thing was we, we have to have them love us because when they love us and we they know we love them, yes, then that behavior changes. Right. That's when they're open. Right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And so that is why that whole idea of not punishing them for misbehaving, but rather in love, calling forth right behavior. Yeah. It's so much easier said than done. It is so much easier. We need to pray. We do. So tell us about this uh, opportunity to pray. Yeah, so the Office of Youth Ministry every year does, or for several years now, has done a St. John Bosco prayer initiative. Uh, It runs from January 29th through February 4th. And so what you can do is you can go online to boscoprayer.org and sign up for a time of prayer for young people. That can be a holy hour. Usually that's what they ask that we make a holy hour. But praying for young people and the people who minister to them, um, there is a guide on how you can pray or what you can pray if you need some help or just pray for our families and our parents. Because, I mean, as parents, we're the, the first people to minister to our children. And you can sign up for an hour, but if you can't do a whole hour, there is an option where you can sign up for like a different duration of time too. Like just taking that time to Mm -hmm. ask for his intercession, to pray for our young people and all the people who minister to them is so important, especially this day and age. (laughs) Well, it is. And I think that we forget that there is a whole spiritual battle going on too for our children. And, you know, maybe that's a topic for another day, but, you know. (laughs) That could be like a whole book we could oh write a, a volume on that we could <laughs> and and so even when we're struggling with our children i think before we approach any of these sometimes heavy topics to start in prayer and to call on the holy spirit to lead our words because again ultimately they are more god's children than they are ours they're entrusted to us but they belong to him amen and even if you can't commit to a time, you don't have to sign up at the website. Just pray. Yeah. Just pray for our children through the intercession of St. John Bosco. Because all of us coming together as one community in one voice, praying together. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing. And he's praying for you too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Wow. So going forward in our in our week here, yeah. we're approaching Sunday. What are we going to do this coming week? What's our... Bosco sticks. Bosco. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to eat. We're going to eat Bosco sticks. I mean, honestly, though, food is a great way to engage food your children. Is a great and way. I always say Jesus had a meal ministry. Like everywhere he went, he was like, I'm coming for dinner. I am going to report back on this yeah. on how many Bosco sticks my 15-year-old can eat oh. one sitting. Because I feel like <laughs> it could be... <laughs> An inordinate number of Bosco sticks. Could he break the family budget? I just wonder, like, where does he put it all? Yeah. 15, oh, yeah. man. Those I growth spurts, man. I'm always like, I didn't buy enough food this week. He's so tall. All and the so, fruit is gone. Yeah, where does yeah. it go? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. So those are our takeaways yes. today. Bosco sticks. No. No. <laughs> Not just Bosco sticks. <laughs> 
but I, you know what? I think I think a fun challenge would be to figure out a creative way for your kids to pray. There you go. Like, what is something that they're super jazzed about? Do they love Legos? My kid one year built a Jack Sparrow Lego um, crucifixion. It oh. was it was three crosses with pirates, but mm. you know, mm. okay, it was what we had. We didn't have Jesus, so and, but it was that's, Jack Sparrow. But that's something that's meaningful to him, and right. you let him do that. I like that. It's right. a perfect practical example of what you said earlier. Yeah, I like so it. and sign up to pray. Yes, yes, I um, and go explore Compass. Really, yes. truly do. Um, it's just such a beautiful resource, and I. I don't always say that. I yes. really don't. Ooh, I can be you. a little bit of a grump I when it a, comes to resources I out got there. I got a compliment so from you did. You did. Yes, so boscoprayer.org and oh, compassreparents.org. Those yeah. are our two websites that we are definitely recommending you check out. Yeah. And honestly, like there's things for teens and tweens on there right now, you said. There is, but there's so much more. Right. So much more coming. And again, you can kind of get a handle on it. Honestly, I think we don't think about how early some of these issues really face our kids. Yeah, like when we're talking about weeding out yeah. the noise and pulling out what's true and good and beautiful, like number one top search hit is how do we keep our kids safe on the internet, right? right. And there's a ton 100%. on there on internet safety, on social media, mm-hmm. on how to really like build what we would call digital trust. Yep. Um, like definitely check those resources out no matter what age your kids are. There's a lot of really great 100%, stuff on there. 100%, like even when they're on like the Kindle for kids, they're on these games and everybody figures out workarounds for yeah. all the things that you set up, so. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You guys. Thank you so much for coming today, for listening to Beyond Sunday. You can find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.